0: Welcome to the Mid-Ohio Valley Public Forum video podcast. This podcast features issues of interest to the residents of the Mid-Ohio Valley area. The coronavirus pandemic has changed civic life greatly throughout our country. And this is an election year. One of the things that has
1: changed is that candidates for public office can't campaign the way they normally would. Generally, this time of year, they'd be out there doing festivals and fairs and parades and meeting the voters, shaking
0: hands. They can't do any of that now. So many of our initial podcasts will be interviews with candidates for local and state office. Um, We focused on candidates with primary challenges. And we hope to come back to you in a few weeks and and speak to some of the same candidates again for the general election. If you're a candidate and you would like to be interviewed, you can reach out to us through our Facebook page. That's MOV Public Forum or via email, MOVPublicForum at gmail.com. Today we'll be interviewing Ben Salango.
1: Ben is a candidate for governor of West Virginia. Ben, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We're really pleased to have you.
2: Well, thanks so much for having me on. I I appreciate
0: it. Well, let's dive right in. Give us your best one minute introduction pitch speech.
2: Well, you know what? I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you all. Um, yeah, the way that we're campaigning is completely different now. We're doing a lot of Zoom. We're doing a lot of phone calls. Uh, I enjoy knocking doors, I can't do that. So it's, it's mostly via conference and video and then, and then paid medias. It, we're reaching a lot of people that way. But, you know, I, I have decided to get in this race because West Virginia needs new leadership. We're not on an economic rocket ship ride. We never were, certainly uh, not after this COVID-19, but uh, even before that. And what we need is a governor who's focused on public service rather than self-service. We need somebody who actually wants the job rather than the title. And our bridges are falling apart. Our roads are falling apart. uh, We are in a, a health pandemic and we have an opioid crisis and we need somebody who's gonna roll up his sleeves and get things done. Uh, I've been doing that for many years, uh, both as a, a business owner, as a lawyer, and as a Kanawha County Commissioner. And so, what I'm asking people for is look at my background, uh, see what I've done, uh, not just promises that are made by politicians, but look at what I've done as a commissioner, and as, as a lawyer. And, and uh, I truly appreciate the support. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Ben, all candidates are different. What kind of knowledge, skills, background, experiences do you have that sets you apart from the other candidates? You've touched on them a little bit, well, but go ahead and elaborate.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, as, as a lawyer for over 21 years, I've always stood up for the little guy. Uh, I've always stood up for those <laughs> who have been ignored, those who have been neglected. But, and as a canal County kind of commissioner, I've done things that they said were impossible. You know, I've been able to diversify the economy. I've been able to uh, work with small businesses, create small businesses, Uh, did 12 weeks paid family leave for county employees. And after COVID-19 hit, you know, we were on the forefront making sure that we issued hero pay to our first responders, that we did hero grants to our volunteer firefighters. And so both as a business owner, as a lawyer, as a county commissioner, I've been able to get things done. And that's why you see that I have over 26 labor endorsements, uh, the AFLCO, the Sheriff's Association, the firefighters, uh, the Teamsters, uh, the Parkersburg Building Trades, uh, so many others that have uh, gotten behind me because they've seen what I've done over the last two decades uh, as a lawyer, as a business owner, as a county commissioner.
0: What's the main motivation that made you decide to step up and run for office here in 2020?
2: You know, I really, I decided because we need a full-time governor, you know, not someone that just shows up around election time and and makes promises. You know, like everyone else, I'm sick of the career politicians making promises and and, uh, not following up. We need somebody who can actually get things done we need results rather than excuses. And that's why I decided to get involved in this race. Uh, We need a governor who is focused on the people's business rather than his own business. And that's what I've done for decades.
1: So maybe this question plays in a little bit to what you just said, but what do you think is your wow factor? What is the one thing about you that if the voters know about it, they would be apt to say, wow, I'm going to vote
2: for that guy. Well, you know, you look at uh, the endorsements, you look at what I've been able to accomplish. You know, anybody can get on a zoom or jump on a podium and make promises. What you really want to do is look at what they've accomplished. And if you do that, you'll see that I've created jobs as a small business owner. I've created jobs as a Kanawha County commissioner. Uh, I started a program called the UCAN program, which has been, focused on the most economically devastated area of the county from the decline of coal. It's been a success. Uh, I was able to to start sports tourism, which is a $15 billion a year industry in the United States. And I took an old golf course that was losing about $80,000 a year, converted it into a travel sports complex. We have a lot of folks from Wood County that come down and visit. Uh, we get people all over uh, the United States. We just had a, a tournament last year that sold out, 45 hotels not hotel rooms 45 hotels uh all around uh you know southern west virginia and it's been a tremendous success We, t- you know instead of losing eighty thousand dollars a year it's generating millions of dollars throughout the valley and creating jobs you know we've had hotels remodeled we're having hotels open we're having restaurants open uh, so it's been a tremendous success what we need is someone who can focus Uh, with out-of-the-box thinking, someone who truly understands how to stimulate the economy, someone who can get things done. And that's what I've been able to do.
0: So if you're elected, tell us uh, the one thing you want to focus on and accomplish in your first term. You had to prioritize one thing.
2: You know what? I think it really has to be uh, education. The, The path to prosperity always starts in the classroom. And so we need to Make sure that we're focusing on retaining uh, and and recruiting the best and the brightest to teach our children. We've got to make sure that we are uh, starting vocational programs, introducing children in middle school, but then anyone who wants to participate in a vocational program in high school should have that opportunity. We've got to make sure that we do that because that really changes the landscape of West Virginia. It will stop the population decline. It will do so much more when you have kids uh, that actually have opportunities when they come out of high school. Right now, we're not doing that. So when they come out of high school, their opportunity is Columbus, Cincinnati, Charlotte, instead of staying here in West Virginia. And that's what we need to do. We have to focus on education, uh, not just the ones who are going to college, but we also have to focus on the ones who are not.
1: Ben, I'm over six decades old, and I think that Every gubernatorial candidate that I can remember in my lifetime has talked about the need to bring more jobs to West Virginia, and they've all promised to do it. But here we are. The state is still shedding jobs. We're poorer than ever. So how do you plan to do what everyone else has promised to do and failed to do?
2: You know, if you look over the last six decades, we have had... um... Uh, some economic, uh, you know, prosperity, but it seems like we'll get a little boost and then it will decline. What we need to do is change the way we think. You know, we can't keep running the same playbook that we've been running since 1950 and 1960 and expect a different result. So what I want to do is focus on West Virginia regionally. I want to divide the Commerce Department up and focus on regional because. What they need in Parkersburg is different than what they need, you know, McDowell County or Martinsburg or Morgantown. So we have to really focus on uh, each area of the state. We have to make sure that our Commerce Department is working with our local officials. It's the mayors, it's the county commissioners. uh, Those are the ones that hear firsthand when you've got a new business that wants to come in. They know their area better than anyone. And so you have to have a commerce department that's broken up regionally and can focus on each area of the state rather than just one area. And that's why we need a governor who understands that, uh, that commerce must be focused on regionally rather than just around where his business interests lie. I mean, we have to make sure that we're developing, you know, uh, the, the Ohio Valley. We've gotta make sure that we're working uh, in Wheeling and Martinsburg to really stimulate our economy And focus on those areas because each one is completely different. Each area offers something different and new and we have to we have to focus on job creation that way.
0: Well this questions for my brother who lives just 15 minutes south of our state's capital and has horrible internet service. Um, Access to high-speed reliable internet is holding our state back. becoming what it needs to be what's your plan for getting affordable reliable high-speed broadband internet to every corner of our state
2: it it is shocking to me that we've been talking about this now for what 10 years or more where there's no way that West Virginia can compete nationally or internationally for that matter if we don't have high-speed internet the only way that you're going to be able to teach our kids from home, which the teachers are doing now during COVID-19. The only way that you're gonna really be able to to bring in new businesses to have high speed, reliable uh, internet. People can start businesses from home. (laughs) Things that you can do now that you couldn't do 30 years ago, you can do now from your living room. And so there there are plenty of opportunities to do that if we truly focus on it. We've gotta make sure that we're uh, working with our federal delegation we, which there are many, many federal grants available that can, that can pay for a lot of it, but we also have got to make it a priority of the state. We've got to make sure that our legislature is focused on it, and we need a governor that's focused on it. You know, someone who truly understands uh, uh, how to create jobs uh, in this century. We've got to make sure that we understand, somebody that understands how to use uh, e-commerce, and that's what I've been able to do. You know, one of my businesses is an e-commerce business, and I understand and value Uh, what high-speed internet can do because I've seen it. You know, I've created businesses uh, at my kitchen table uh, that have been very successful. So we need someone who understands e-commerce, someone who understands uh, internet and what that will do for the state of West Virginia. It will move us so much further ahead than we are now if we we focus on it.
1: Everyone knows that West Virginia has been losing population for decades. We educate our children and they grow up and move out of state. And we don't have people coming in to replace the people who leave. So we've talked about uh, jobs and we've talked about broadband service. What other ideas do you have that you could bring to the table that will turn that around?
2: You know, a lot of this goes in together. You know, the lack of opportunity, the, the issue with education, particularly vocational education, the lack of broadband, the lack of you know, many other things that Charlotte and Columbus and these other cities have. This is why we're losing population. You know, For the first time since 1950, we're below 1. 1.8 million people. We're the only state in America to lose population over that period of time. Many of the states right around us have grown 100 percent, 200 percent, uh, and we have not. We're we're losing population. So we truly have to give our young people a reason to stay here. You do that through uh, expanded vocational opportunities in the middle school and high school level. You do it through student loan forgiveness to attract the best and the brightest in and keep them here. Uh, that's the only way that you're going to change the population decline. We've got to make sure that we provide opportunities for those kids when they come out, so that it's not so attractive to leave, you know, when I graduated high school, my opportunities were I could go to the coal mines or if I could afford it, I could go to college. I chose to go to college, I paid for it myself, worked full time through college. Uh, but now when they come out of high school, if they can't afford college, their only option is to leave. And so that's what we need to prevent. We need to make sure that, that we're targeting those kids out of high school, because each one that leaves, that's actually three or four, right? Because they're gonna go somewhere else, start a family, And that's why we're seeing a population decline is because for everyone that leaves, that should be four or more people. Uh, And that's why we've had such a tremendous uh, decline over the years.
0: Well, we've asked what we see as some of the major issues facing our state. Aside from these, what do you see as the three largest problems facing West Virginia? And what are your nutshell plans for dealing with them?
2: So, I mean, if if you look past COVID-19, we're eventually going to get through this. We're still going to have the same problems that we had before, right? We're still going to have an opioid epidemic. Uh, We have a plan to battle the opioid epidemic. Uh, It's it's long-term care options, which unfortunately right now don't exist. So when people have a substance abuse problem, they're going to get 28 days of treatment. They're going to be out, and they're going to be right back in the environment that got them there to begin with right? So we have to make sure that we are focused on long-term recovery. It costs West Virginians $8.8 billion a year, $8.8 billion a year. That's $4,700 and some dollars for every West Virginian because of the opioid and, and drug epidemic. We have to make it a priority. We have to give long-term treatment options, vocational training and other training, so that when people come out of, when they, when they get through the recovery process, they have other opportunities other than falling right back into that scenario so that is one uh, problem that we have to tackle Uh, we have to make sure that we are focusing on children so one of the plans that i have is to uh, remove all of the child issues out of dhhr dhhr is almost too big to function so we need to make sure that we have a a program that uh, that i'm going to call the bureau of childhood advocacy it's gonna focus on those 10,000 homeless children. It's gonna focus on the truancy issues. It's gonna work closely with our schools and our uh, court system to help those kids that are are honestly being left behind, not just because of the opioid epidemic, because of economic issues and others, we have to focus on uh, our children. So that's, that's one big issue. I think it is a major issue in West Virginia. Um, third, the population decline which we've we've talked about that is really one of the biggest issues in West Virginia is the population decline because our expenses are pretty much staying the same but there are fewer people here to pay them so we have to make sure that we have expand our population expand our uh, revenue base and uh, do everything that we can to start new industry in West Virginia and start uh, creating new jobs.
1: We are often our own harshest critic. And so I've got a two-part question for you. What do you see as your worst quality? And what do you feel is your best quality?
2: You know, my worst and my best may be the same. Uh, It's funny. It depends on who you ask. Because if you ask my wife, she says, I'm a workaholic. That 60 and 70 hour weeks are the norm for me. You know, that's, I've done that. Since, I, you know, since law school, uh, I've always uh, really uh, buckled down and, and focused and, and tried to work as hard as possible. On the other side of that, my best quality is, I truly enjoy work. I love getting things done. Uh, you know, at, at the age of 15, uh, I earned my union card bagging groceries at uh, Kroger's. Uh, I worked through high school, I worked through college, uh, law school, you know, I've, been, I've always been a worker. And I think that's what West Virginia needs. They need somebody who is going to work long hours, they're going to roll up their sleeves and get things done. Uh, that's what we don't have now. That's what West Virginia desperately needs. So honestly, it, it really depends. My worst quality may be my best quality, depending on uh, who's looking at it. <laughs>
0: Well, with that, we'd like to do a little section uh, called getting to know the person. Uh, So these are questions about you, the person, not you, the candidate. Okay. If you had to narrow it down to one single favorite thing or place in our state, what would you say?
2: You know, we have one of the prettiest states in, in the nation and I love being outdoors. So I love hiking. I love our national, our state parks, rather. I love being able to go down to Fayetteville. Uh, I love ha- hiking up in, uh, in, uh, Mon County. Uh, so I enjoy the outdoors. I love our little restaurants and our little shops, you know, secret sandwich society or, or, uh, you know, some of the little pizza shops all over. That's truly what I enjoy. I love getting out and, and seeing new things and, um, experiencing the outdoors and, and checking out our, our small businesses.
1: So Sam, what would you say are your personal core values?
2: You know, I was taught at a, at a young age, uh, that you have to, you have to work hard. I'm, you know, I was, I was raised, uh, by a mom and dad who, who worked hard. They started a little business, uh, a little advertising, uh, paper in the uh, living room for our two bedroom trailer. And I distinctly remember my mom typing up the ads, uh, on a fold-out table and my brother and I would cut them out and dad would paste them and he would take it to um, back the newspapers and shoot it. And then at 4am on Wednesdays, we'd go and deliver all over Southern West Virginia. That's what we would do before we went to school is ride in our station wagon all over Southern West Virginia. And so that's, that's how I grew up. I mean, that's just kind of in my blood. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm from a small business family. I watched my mom and dad work night and day to make that thing a success uh, I'm a small business owner. In addition to my firm, I have other small businesses. Um, and I think that's really who I am. I think you've got to be honest. I think you've got to work hard, uh, and let people know that you're in it for the right reasons, you know, and, and that's, that's what I'm doing. That's what I've done as a lawyer, as a, as a business owner and, and as a county commissioner.
0: So what would you say you, the individual, uh, are passionate about?
2: I, I want to move the state forward. You know, I, I'm in this solely to move the state forward. And, and I tell people all the time, I don't care if it's a Republican idea or a Democratic idea. I just care if it's a good idea. Uh, and, and that's what I'm passionate about. You know, I have my wife and I have two kids, a 17 year old and a 13 year old. I'd love for them to stay in West Virginia. I'd love one day when I have grandkids for them to be in West Virginia. Uh, so that's, that's really my focus. I want to focus on. Uh, the people—that's my—that's my, that's my passion—is creating new opportunities, making West Virginia better, uh, and I think I can do that as governor.
1: So, it doesn't sound like you have a lot of off time, but when you do, what do you like to do?
2: Well, I love family time. You know, I love being able to load up the the kids and and uh, two dogs. Uh, Rocco and Brentley and taking them to the forest. We go hiking uh, a lot. We love uh, spending time outdoors, but anything, any family time I I truly enjoy and uh, just getting outside those types of things. That's, that's really what we do when I, when I have spare time. I don't watch a lot of TV. Uh, I do enjoy reading when I can. I read the paper every morning and uh, that that's what I do when I'm not, uh, when I'm not working.
0: Do you like to read the paper online, or do you like to get the ink on your fingers?
2: (laughs) I'm old-fashioned. I like the ink on my fingers. Me too. I I like Something about the
0: smell. (laughs) What's most unique about you as a person?
2: You know what? I think it's my upbringing. Um, You know, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I I was, uh, I'm from very humble beginnings, and uh, I've always been a hard worker, I remember when I went to Western university, uh, and, and I was looking at what it was going to cost. And back then it wasn't that expensive, not nearly what it is now. And I remember thinking, I need to do this. I can't, I can't spend four years up here. I don't have the money. So I, I worked, took extra hours. I was taking 21 hours a semester to graduate early and graduated in three years. And, and I think that's what's different about me and not to disparage anyone else, but, um, you know, it's, it's my upbringing, it's my background, uh, and it, and it's my track record. You know, there, there are a lot of good candidates in this race. Uh, but if you really look at who's been able to do the most in the shortest amount of time, uh, I think that people will find that, uh, you know, I'm the right candidate, but, uh, and, and I'm doing it for the right reasons.
0: Well, with that, we've, uh, asked you our questions. Now we'd like to give you a few minutes to tell us and the voters anything else you feel like we need to know, including how to get more information on your campaign, how to get involved, how to get in touch with you, donate, etc.
2: Well, first of all, I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, We've got to have new leadership. We, we We have got to have someone that's focused on your business, your interests, and not his own interests. We've got to make sure that we have someone who is going to work hard and get things done for West Virginia to move us forward. Uh, we have plans online, uh, bensalango.com, or you can uh, you can follow us on Twitter at bensalango on Facebook, uh, or if you just want to see pictures and you don't want to hear a bunch of political stuff, follow us on Instagram because we have one of those too, at bensalango. So I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to come on, and you know people can reach out to me. You can uh, we have uh, you know check out our website. Uh, click an email whatever send get get a hold of me and I will uh, I'll call you back
1: well we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this afternoon ben and we've enjoyed getting to know you and getting information on your campaign and what you hope to do if you're elected thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon thank and you everyone remember wash your hands mm-hmm.